oof, I haven't wanted to do this. Um, then when I do want to, I'm doing something else. So taking a moment, I'm at the house alone for the first time in a long time. He, he is always here and now he has a desktop computer. So there'll be more of him here and I love him dearly, but also feel grateful to have just a little time in my house, my small, beautiful, humble home by myself to just feel into what I actually want to do. A friend asked, like, how do you actually do anything when you're in this deep level of grief? And I, I, after doing some really hard, intense therapy, (laughs) um, and going through a week of like severe neck and lower back and hip and knee pain, all of which is grief, um, I would say you don't, you don't get through this doing anything but doing it, that if you are doing something else during grief, it's anxiety, and the anxiety is serving a purpose, because it's keeping me armored, and it's keeping me busy, and productive, and doing grief the right way, but, um, it's planning, and listing, and organizing, and clearing physical space instead of clearing emotional space and it's doing everything for self-care quote-unquote but it's not sitting still and just being with it and just like looking at pictures of my mom and crying so um I've started to do that I've been taking naps my body is shutting down so it's forcing me to be still and realizing like fuck the plan And, you know, it's hard to let go of the anxiety because it was a year of what's going to happen. When's our next chemo? Is she going to make it? Is she, her blood work okay? What are her numbers? What does the doctor say? When's our next Zoom with oncology, palliative care? Um, And that was all kind of anticipating a future event or trying to stop it. And now there's nothing to start or stop. It's just what it is. She's, she's dead. (laughs) And last night was two months since she passed and my periods do, but of course it's late. Um, cause I'm still not, I'm just holding on and not letting go. Um, have really bad insomnia. Um, but finally made a little on Canva. I designed a little, um, invitation for her ceremony, her celebration of life and shared that. And that felt good. And that's like the most interaction I've had with my family and friends on my phone, at least in two months, three months. So I'm a little overwhelmed, but I'm also like, okay, good. We have people, we have support. I just had a two hour call about the event for her, like catering and the linens and the tables and the outlets and the speakers and the Uh, all the things for her celebration of life, which is going to be great. October 28th, if you love me, come. If you can, it would be nice to be supported by my people, even if you didn't know my mama. Um, Because she's in me and she's in my kids, so. And, you know, October 28th, the veil will be really thin, and so she'll hear us and feel us, and so I think... It matters, but I'm also trying to let go of the things that don't matter, like the perfect amount of pictures for a collage. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, just trying to listen to her and ask her what she, what's important to her. 
But I've been in this super crazy indecisive space and every decision feels really important, but none of them really are. <laughs> like, should I go to the pool or yoga? Like, for some reason that can get me in a place, honestly, of tears because I beat myself up. I create lists of things that I have to do that are unrealistic and unattainable and unnecessary for the most part. And then at night, if I didn't do them, I beat myself up and then repeat. And like, honestly, this is a rebirth for me. And so I just had this epiphany of like, I don't have to, I don't have to be like my mother to love her dearly. Like I can start where she left off and go, okay, you know, the anxiety doesn't really work. Like I would like to be a parent and a partner and a person and a doula and a a lover and a creator and an artist where I'm, I'm completely paying attention and I'm, I'm letting things happen and not trying to make things happen and I'm taking time for rest and space for myself and following my bliss and like listening like deep listening and deep attention and I don't think I've been that person so far I think I've been anxious but not not owning it because my anxiety doesn't show up like my mom's like yeah I'm I'm just owning the anxiety because it's not even mine. It's just like we all have, it kind of feels like it's floating around. And then it's, it's best friend is depression. And so when I see these videos of myself playing piano and painting, I'm going instead of like, that's dope that she did that little girl did that. And I could pick both of those things up at any time. Instead of that, I'm like, fuck, why did I stop? Like I should have kept going. Why did my parents sell the piano? Why did I, like, have to go through puberty and have all that sex and do all those drugs? <laughs> like, I got distracted from my pure self, but it's like, that's the path. That's, that happened. Like, I'm really going to sit here and punish myself for not, like, playing piano right now? I don't know. So, just have a lot of compassion for everyone but myself, and I was just getting old. And so there is this, like, little tiny speck of light and this little freedom that comes with my mom's passing which is just I am now a person that does not have a living mother and so I am a new person and I've been I've died um like my ego has died and now there's this rebirth sort of you know it's still rooting down but like I am ready to like decide that we're living in Denver right now and like I don't know. I'm ready to put a lot of decisions like whether or not I should do genetic testing, even if I can't get long-term life insurance, if something comes back up positive. Um, I don't need to decide that right now. I don't need to spit in the cup right now. So I'm not gonna. And like, it's okay maybe right now that the girls who are five and six aren't playing an instrument and playing a sport. Like maybe we just need to be together for a little while. And figure out how to go to school and get there on time and pack the right bags and pack the right things and pack the right snacks and fill the water bottles, which all of which sometimes is is daunting and other times it feels good to get it done. But yeah, just owning that I'll have a realization or a beautiful moment and then I'll try to rush through it like I feel like I don't deserve it. And just trying to unlearn like self-harm and perfectionism and
and yeah, just trying to go with the flow. And that's really hard because it's letting go of control and planning and anxiety and control um, go very nicely together. And they also are very paired with distrust. And so like I notice I'm not asking for help and I'm trying to do it all myself and trying to do the most. And honestly, no one is sitting here expecting anything from me other than honestly to probably be sad. (laughs) And so I'm in this house by myself. It's a crisp, warm day and I did yoga and I am working on this memorial the best I can and trying to delegate the best I can. And I'm going on this retreat for writing, this Breckenridge writing retreat through Call to Adventure. They were accommodating around my need for my own private room and the scholarship went through. So I'm going and it's October 6th through 9th and that's the exact dates of the girls' fall break. So he will have them without school for for four days. And I need this. Like even if I just go and sleep I need it um but I am of course gonna have like a treatment and an outline and a pitch document and all those things prior to then but maybe not like they know where I'm at and they're being super supportive and so it feels like a little bit of a stretch but it also feels like it's the trip I haven't taken yet alone and I need to do it and my mom said to keep writing and so there is this sense in me of like writing for her I'm writing for myself, and I need to feel into why I feel like I need to go to school to write. Um, Maybe I just want to be in community, but maybe I do have a sense that if I really want to start writing books, I need to have an MFA. So anyway, TBA on that. Um, But yeah, other than the severe neck pain and going to all these different healers this week, I've been trying um, trying to write the fiction again, and um hopefully continue to feel into this grief and when I'm sad let myself be sad and that's that's been an interesting ride um yeah anyway I also want to work with old elder people the elderly especially folks who are alone or living in care and don't have family I want to serve them I want to bring them unsent and I want to um do legacy work with them and be their doula So that's going to happen. I don't know when, but um, first I got to get through my own stuff, I think. Um, They don't even, like, let you go on a grief retreat until six months after the death or the loss. So I think until I go through this, um, all the stages over and over, I can't really hold space for other people's stuff right now. But anyway, maybe I can. I don't know. But long story short, I love you, Saxon. I don't even know if he listens to the long ones. I don't think he does. <laughs> but I love you. Thanks for giving me some time at the house. And now I need you to come home to kill these flies. Okay. Also, Mercury retrograde is ending tomorrow. So if it's been sh- shitty, shitty, shitty for you for the last three weeks or so, tomorrow there will be some light and a new moon. So... I'm looking forward to that. I feel it. Okay.